0: Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place for you to experience a grace that heals.
1: We're glad you're here because we're excited about how grace can transform your life and your relationships. Stay tuned.
0: And I'm Joel Grote, and today our topic is how to make a grace escape.
1: Whoa, what does that mean?
0: Well, that's what I was gonna ask you. (laughs) So what is a grace escape?
1: How about leaving performance-based religion, finding grace, but doing it gracefully or with grace instead of with so much in-your-face anger?
0: Yeah, because, I mean, we've done other episodes where we've talked about how much anger can be a part of that transition out. Oh yeah. When you see stuff that you didn't see before, when you feel things like betrayal or hurt or disappointment or guilt or shame, because one of the things we've stressed is that God calls us to relationship with people and really throughout the Bible, relationship with God and with others, I mean, that is the primary command. So. How do we walk through this es- this exit, this escape from the performance-based religious system and yet?
1: with relationships intact or not changed? I mean, I'm gonna back up to what you said a minute ago. This is the importance of relationships, right? The Trinity in the Bible, Christian faith, is all about three persons in relationship, right? Yes. Who have been in relationship from time immemorial and will be forever and ever, eternally both directions. And this relationship is critical, right? Right. And that God of relationships cares about our relationships as well. So as we have a relationship with him, then we also have an obligation or a responsibility, or we have the privilege of having relationships that are horizontal, to humans here on the earth, and those should be grace-filled, right. right? And kind of directed by this God of grace. And so, how do you live a grace-filled life yeah. as you're trying to figure it out, and these emotions are just running through you, right? right?
0: And I was gonna say, so, what is it that you've found that makes it hard for people to maybe extend grace in relationships during this transition. What are the things that maybe trip people up, things that they should be watching for that they weren't even aware of? Um, and I mean, I know we've talked to people who sometimes the zeal for the truth, the new truth that you've found, can mm-hmm. make you kind of go all gangbusters at everybody and everybody else who may not be at a place where they're ready to hear it
1: and sometimes offering it in this uh, direct and almost aggressive way helps people go the opposite direction and kind of dig in even harder to where they currently are because they feel like they're being attacked rather than feel like someone's loving them and treating them with respect
0: right right so let's walk let's just kind of walk through maybe um a case study or case scenario you've got a person who they're realizing that they've been part of a performance-based religious group Mm -hmm. they've realized wow I'm never gonna be right with God based on my own performance I don't measure up and they've come maybe even to faith in Jesus they've come to realize wow Jesus is enough now I want to share that with my family members or I want to share that with a spouse what are some what are some good protocol paradigms for how they should do that some real practical stuff.
1: Well, let's camp on the spouse first, okay. right? Yeah. Because for most people on the earth who are married or who are living with someone, you have a significant other, right? And that relationship is typically the most important. in your life. Now, if that one isn't, and you're going to girlfriends, or you're going to religious leaders, or you're going to mom and dad, and talking about personal things that you're not talking about with your partner, significant other, spouse, that creates a problem in that that primal relationship right. right between husband and wife and you and I have had a lot of experience with this since you've been married a long time and <laughs> I've been married a long right.
0: time right That you've yeah. got you've got to do that sharing and you've got to bring your spouse into what's going on and yet we've heard story after story where sometimes it's months um three four five six months where a person has been processing having questions researching and often out of fear, they've shared nothing
1: mm. with
0: their spouse until all of a sudden it gets to the point where they realize they can't or they get discovered.
1: It's not as if their spouse isn't going to notice. Right. Yeah. I think often spouses do have a sense something's up. Right. So it might be okay to be a little authentic about that. Mm-hmm but not necessarily in an aggressive way or domineering way or you have to listen to this, right? And you have to think the way I think, right? but in some kind of a respectful sharing way because it may really impact your
0: relationship. Right, and questions are often a good way to start introducing. In fact, several of the people we've interviewed um, for other episodes have talked about how they started asking their spouse questions, rather than laying a bunch of material on them, but just said, so have you ever thought about this? The Bible says this about Jesus, or the Bible says this about faith. Have you ever thought about that?
1: Well, and you told me a story, I think, yesterday of someone who came to faith in Christ out of a performance-based religion a long time ago, and then just left materials around the house. Yes that the spouse eventually picked up, and then, but that way, the spouse did it in their own time, on their own way, right? And still respect one to another.
0: And I think here's the other thing that I think becomes part of a grace escape. It's knowing where your spouse is at, because I know there's other situations where a spouse has begun to share, and they've met with very strong resistance, where the, where the other spouse has said, no, I'm not interested, don't even bring this up. What does a person do then? How, how do you operate gracefully? Because they're on a path, they've tried to share at least some, mm-hmm. and the spouse has said, no. What What do they do then? What would be it's
1: all right, I think, that to respect your spouse's wishes, but then your relationship toward that member should not change. You're still needing to be their spouse to show them love, and just because they're not exactly on the same page as you are. My husband was probably six months behind me okay. when we went through this. But he was willing to look into things, and I was watching him do that in his own way, in his own time, and I just had total faith that he would kind of get to where the rest of the family was because I saw him being open-hearted. People aren't always open-hearted, or they're resisting at first, um, so why not just continue to love them and treat them
0: with respect? And we certainly have biblical precedent for that. Mm -hmm. Throughout the New Testament, there's a focus on how we are to handle relationships, especially if we're the one who have come to faith in Christ. And I was thinking about Ephesians chapter 4, where it says in verse 20, verse 25, therefore having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, and this would be with spouses, Mm -hmm. for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. And give no opportunity to the devil. So, for the spouse, who's a believer, who's Mm -hmm. shared with their husband or wife, has met with rejection, and maybe even some harshness, maybe even um, threats of ending the relationship, or saying, Mm -hmm. don't bring this up anymore. The key here is to continue to love, because you're gonna feel some anger. If you've tried to share truth, and you've especially if you tried to do that gently and kindly, and you've gotten a very negative response, then it would be easy to say, well, you know, forget you, I tried, and to let that anger and that bitterness, but here there's very, uh, the scripture's very clear that no, you let that go, you continue to pray.
1: Yeah, and be, pa- be patient, right? It often does work out in the end, but sometimes it takes years. So we've helped folks who were uh, questioning their performance-based religion. They moved out fairly quickly, um, decided to keep Jesus, gave their lives to the Lord. Their spouse was resistant, and yet as they just continued to walk this new life and changes happened in them that were positive. Yes. Then their spouse might be going, whoa, this might be a good thing. Or, you know, I kind of like
0: this change, rather Mm -hmm. than
1: always feeling attacked or hammered or presenting this new life in a way that's negative, right? Right. I'll tell you something that happened actually last night. I spoke on the phone with a gentleman, Christian who married um, someone in performance-based religion. Of course, her family hoping to convert him. Yes,
0: often the case. <laughs> Probably
1: the other way around, his, hap- his family, although he said his family wasn't necessarily strong in the Christian faith. Um, here they are just a few years, six years into the marriage, two daughters and the wife has moved in with her parents, very strong in performance-based religion, have convinced the wife that she probably should leave the husband because it looks like he's not going to convert, right? And so what you have is external people then having opinions well, yep. about a husband-wife relationship where that husband and wife should be figuring this out without those external uh, Right.
0: So what you're saying is part of a grace escape from a performance based religion is maybe establishing some clear boundaries, even if there's maybe not agreement on where you are spiritually or what the truth is, so to speak, still saying, hey, until we work this out, can we keep this within our marriage? Can we not bring in the in-laws? Can we not bring in parents? The can not we bring in leaders. siblings? Yeah, can we not bring in yeah religious leaders?
1: Because a normal response in performance-based religion is to run to your religious leader and say, ah, oh, my spouse is doing this, this, and this. And then you have a third party involved in right. your marriage, and sometimes even... If it's the husband that's looking at the grace escape, the wife going to a priesthood leader, and then that person becoming, their opinions becoming more important even than the right. husband.
0: And that can actually result in marital infidelity, not necessarily at a physical level, but certainly at an emotional and oh, spiritual level. I love level, that. Because Within marriage, we are to be one woman man, one husband-women. And so the yeah. only place we are, le- we are allowed to legitimately draw emotional, spiritual, and, and physical connection is with our spouse. And so when a spouse moves outside the marriage and begins to look to somebody else for that emotional encouragement that's of the opposite gender... Then you open a door now to infidelity and to actually breaking the bonds. Um, so a grace escape is going to be putting those boundaries in place and maybe even agreeing on them um, early on. In fact, that might be a recommendation. So if you're, so if you're the person who has found grace. You've realized your performance-based religious group is not true. You know you are on the way out or you've left. Mm -hmm. Maybe one of the first things you need to do in talking to your spouse is to say, hey, you know, I've discovered some things. i found some things that are maybe troubling. I really want to share those with you. But before we even start down this journey, can we agree that you and I are a team? We are one before God, and so we're going to work this out together and getting them to commit to that ahead of time, I, you know, is that. (laughs) I
1: love that idea. Here's what I often deal with as well when those external people start getting involved (laughs) Mm -hmm. with this couple. There was a wonderful book in the Christian world a few years ago called Boundaries. And the idea is if there's something toxic that's trying to kind of be aggressive or force its way in in between this husband wife relationship or yeah. any relationship that you can set boundaries on that toxicity right yes so um, if uh, if you've got, say, performance-based parents who now all of a sudden have opinions about the person who's questioning and it's, it, it's a lot of negativity, and then those people are every day feeding that negativity right. to the spouse who's not questioning, you've got a real problem. And it is okay to put boundaries on that toxicity. So right. here's what I often recommend. I'll find folks in performance-based religion trying to find their way out, and yet their performance-based religion parents are still in their adult lives, say they're in their 30s or 40s, every day. They might live down the block, but they might live in the next state, and still they're on the phone every day, every day, all Mm -hmm. day. Um, A woman I helped uh, in California a few years ago, she be really solid in a new direction but her mother called her every day of her life had always called her every day of her life her mother was in utah the daughter was in california And I remember saying to her, you don't need to talk to mother if this is making you emotionally crazy every day. You can set boundaries on that. Mother, I love you. Every Sunday afternoon, I'll call you on the phone and we can talk for two hours if you want but during the week I need to be raising my family and focusing on my husband as the number one relationship. What I've often found in working with folks leaving performance-based religion is those (laughs) performance-based religion parents know everything about the kids, their, their grandkids, when they're sick. They even know things that I think are horribly inappropriate to know like about their kids' and spouses' sex lives or what she's angry about with her husband at the moment. Those kind of things that need to be dealt in-house in a relationship and have no place external
0: to the relationship. So there's kind of then this dual component. I mean, the grace in the grace escape works two ways. It works in that the person who's leaving or who has left is extending grace to their... Partner, giving them space, yes, but yet, but still being honest, being up front, not hiding from them,
1: and in performance-based culture, respect, treating someone yes. in a way that they consider to be respectful, right? By allowing them to make their own decisions, them to think these things through, Absolutely. them to have their own ideas of faith, right? Right, and then respecting them and allowing that without hitting against it,
0: right. Know? and yet there's also an aspect to grace where they because they're now operating in a paradigm of what's truth what's best for the relationship grace then will motivate them to put those boundaries in place mm-hmm. and to encourage this to stay in house and 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 give that space so yeah making a grace making a grace exit a grace escape can be a real challenge. And again, it's nothing you can do without Jesus. You can't do this without the Holy Spirit of God helping you. Um, All these things, and really if you want kind of a a good relational chapter to go to in the Bible, if you wanna look, um, Ephesians chapter four, five, and six, especially four and five are phenomenal chapters. And I would even encourage people to maybe sit down and with the spouse that's not as far along, and say, hey, would you mind looking at Scripture with me, so that we have Scripture as our paradigm? So it's not the person themselves that's like imposing the boundary, but they're saying, let's go to Scripture, let's go to an outside source, and and are we willing to commit to what Scripture is saying to do? Because um, later on in the same chapter in Ephesians 4, Paul writes... Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander, mm-hmm. while wow, we've seen all those things erupt in relationships where there's a transition going on, mm-hmm. be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So a grace escape is going to involve this sacrificial giving to the other person who's maybe not as far along or who's not seeing the truth. And, Like you said, often that may open doors for the person to go, wow, what has happened? I may be afraid, I may be put off, But I can't deny the grace that's evident in the life of my spouse, even though maybe uh, I'm afraid of where they're going in terms of the performance based religion.
1: Because when grace comes into your life, when you discover the Jesus of the Bible and grace comes into your life, everything changes. And those. The fruit of those changes is often very real and very evident. Right. Um, And so it's really hard in the early stages before the fruit is working in you. (laughs) You're angry and you're aggressive. Um, You just need to take a breath. I'm not, I don't think that we're totally against Um, going somewhere external if you need to for your relationship but that kind of a place I would I would go to a grace-filled
0: pastor right
1: who would counsel under grace yeah sometimes in performance based religion I've run into this I know you have to Joel in ministry If you go to performance-based religion, if one of those people now is questioning and doesn't measure up to the religion standards anymore, sometimes the advice from a religious leader is to walk away from the spouse and go find someone else who is worthy. Yes. That is very unbiblical.
0: Right. Absolutely. Um, Jesus makes it clear what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. And that's any man. I don't care how high he is in the religious hierarchy or establishment. No person has the right or the authority from God to step into a marriage and break up a marriage. Um, And That's serious
1: business. It it is. And it has such horrific consequences. So Mike and I have been in ministry probably about eight years now. And here's my favorite quote from a gentleman. Okay. He looked across the table from me, we're at a coffee house <laughs> in Utah, and said to me, if I had had a ministry like yours to help me in those early stages of transition when I was so angry, I might still have my family and this man had a lot of children. I might still have my wife and my children. So he was, you know, several years down the road now, had gone through quite an angry, rebellious time in the early stages. A
0: transition, And that's
1: not terribly unusual. And yet, if you're aware that those things might happen, and how treating the other person with a lot of respect, even if they're not coming along, and trying right. to keep that marriage together, um, those things can be helpful to know in the beginning. I think he was also saying that you might have been able to help me dissipate some of this anger or yes. go in a direction that was healthy.
0: And right. as we've said before in this podcast, please don't walk alone. Please don't try to do this on your own. Yeah. Um, because there are, you know, our ministries, we, as, as we have talked about, IRR.org, UnveilingMormonism.com, um, AdamsRoadMinistry.com.
1: And many other ones, UTRM. Yeah.
0: there are um, so many, Donor, look, MRM. and even, right, mm-hmm. and even UnveilingGracePodcast.com, where you know, or you may be listening to this, whether it's on the radio or you picked it up on the podcast website, right on the podcast website, if you're not sure where to start, please contact us. Please reach out to us and say, I'm one of those people. I'm transitioning. I feel the anger. I want to preserve my family, my relationships. I need help. We are more than happy to connect you with mentors, or support groups, or just provide some of that encouragement.
1: Information. (laughs) Yes,
0: absolutely. There's so much there that's Mm -hmm. available to you, so don't hesitate to do that because we want people to make a grace escape.
1: And there's a whole community of probably thousands, I I don't even have a sense of how many have left performance-based religion come into a relationship with Jesus and the knowledge of grace and been changed yes. forever, there are many of us, right, right, on this side. I didn't even know that parallel universe existed when right. I was in, in performance-based religion. And we're happy to get you connected, um, yep. if at all possible. And, and, if
0: you're, and if you're listening to this and it's not you, but you know of somebody, you say, man, I know this couple, And they're kind of in the middle of that, we're doing this as a resource, so point them to unveilinggracepodcast.com, share this episode, Um, it's available on iTunes, there are so many resources, there's really no reason for anybody to walk this road alone.
1: Yeah, we should do some future podcasts with folks who have, with couples probably, who have walked
0: this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you again for being with us. Again, our hope is that you will find this something that's helpful and help your life and your relationship flourish in Jesus. It's impossible without Him. And...
1: Hang in there. Be patient and trust Him. Uh, Often, amazing reconciliation is the result
0: that faith and trust and and perseverance
1: absolutely right
0: so until next time his grace and peace be yours in great abundance next time